Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Well, I'm delighted to be joined here this evening in East Caulfield Reserve by the one and only Shawnee O'Leary. Welcome along, Shawnee. Thank you, Liam. Great to be here in the grounds of Monash University. It's actually not correct, but anyway, it's council owned Oval, but yeah, we're overlooking uh, Monash University campus here in Caulfield. Um, a lovely balmy evening here, 26 degrees. This is how it's going to start out now. We, 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 we like to, 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 we've had a, we've had a tempestuous start here. Liam and, Liam and Sean, you're about to go at it here in a minute. <laughs> Sean, um, he's entering his workout into his phone, so he's getting <laughs> busier at the moment than what he should be doing. Well, anyway, welcome along, Giggles. Thanks, Liam. Good to be here, buddy. Um, look, last week we obviously had a, a, a big episode, and obviously the listeners were intrigued to get the take on Eddie Brennan and Parkinson and whether it was a stitch up or not we also did a couple of polls so we ran a poll on, on Twitter and the people were divided uh, we had 646 votes was it a stitch up 48.9% yes 51.1% no there we go. Uh, there we go. Yeah, conclusive. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I think it. You know, and we did the same on Instagram. And in, interestingly, on Instagram, it was sixty-one percent voted yes and thirty-nine percent voted no. So uh, yeah, look, I think a heavily skewed Kilkenny crowd on the Instagram. <laughs> they're they're, they're, they're yeah. bitter over that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, look, it's interesting. I think when, when Woolly came out and did his little apology uh, last week as well. I, I think Sean, you tuned in and listened to it, and so did you girls. But. Uh, yeah, we'll see how you recover from that one. Um, great show lined up for you today. We're obviously going to have a look back at two excellent Leinster Munster finals. Um, we've got a Giggles Corner and we've also got in a review of the Tier 2 hurling matches at the weekend and a look ahead at the Tier 2 matches this weekend with Tip Galway and Clare and Waterford. Uh, but yeah, coming up first, we Jeez, have. You're sickening, Liam, aren't you? With your tier two and tier one. You're bullshit. not even in tier two now, you're yeah, in tier three. Shut up, Liam, it's just <laughs> harsh shit. You are, no, you're not in the top six in the country now as a team. That's, we'll just that's go on. true. We'll go on. I, we'll I drive can't on. wait we'll for dri- Warford to beat you. Yeah, we'll Warford <laughs> have to beat someone else first. Uh, coming up first, let's have a look at the Leinster and Munster finals. It is always, you know, a great show. You know, to say that you walk the steps of Crow Park and you lifted the McCarthy Cup, like, and but you know, we never changed one bit from the day we started. Let's say our first game with, with Glenmore. Going back to your locals and the people that you brought up with and you're reared with, and it's just there's nothing like coming back there. Like, the one the fancy open top bus line, I think, about Dublin's Richard Dublin's lorry, and really, yeah, up on the back of your lorry and off down. It's just lovely country, and a few bonfires. We'll start first with Kilkenny and Galway. Um, it was five o'clock in the morning, Sunday morning, Australian time. Uh, three of us tuned in live. I think Shawnee got the last 15 minutes because he watched Cork and Tip on the lay. Myself and Giggles were watching Kilkenny and Galway live. And interest, very interesting game, I think, all throughout. It was probably the, before the, the Waterford-Limerick game. It was probably the most intense game we'd had so far in the, in the championship. It felt like real championship, I think, in terms of the intensity, tackling. Um, and you could really feel, I think, that we were getting towards the, the latter stages of the, of the championship. Um, Kilkenny more or less kind of lined out as, as expected. And, yeah, it was hammer tongues in the first half, but then we saw we saw Galway pull away giggles and we kind of thought it looked like Galway were going to see them with 15 minutes to go, there are five points up. Yeah, it was a classic Kilkenny-Galway game in the first 30 minutes where at 30 minutes, I think it was still maybe 10 or 11 points all or maybe 12 points all. Galway got the last couple of points to 
to, to pull away before half time but you kind of felt that Galway were in control and doing 70% of the hurling yet Kilkenny were still in the game um, through freeze through kind of endeavour through work rate and through ethic and you just you just knew they weren't going away especially in that first half yeah because Giggs actually messaged me at half time saying look Galway were doing all the hurling and they definitely were doing all the hurling but I think a lot of us because Galway were stopping Kilkenny by conceding freeze the amount of freeze that TJ struck in the first half they fouled Kilkenny anywhere inside the 40 and Kenny just hung in with Freeze. Yeah. Um, and also, like, the Quighton TJ, the Quighton Walter, the Quighton Colin Fenley, who would be Kenny's three marquee forwards. Walter and Colin got hauled off into the second half. Cody was probably their strongest forward for the first 50 minutes, 55 minutes, then he eventually tired when Aiden Hart came on and kind of... Um, nullified him, yeah. Nullified him. But obviously, the changing of the game was Richie Hogan. Yeah, they say, they say what, what, what's it? Farm is temporary and class is permanent. Yeah, and yeah. there's never a true word. And... I think whether you like Richie Hogan or whether you don't like Richie Hogan, everybody, I think, felt really w- good for him uh, after the Leinster final because he obviously went through a lot for such a, a decorated career. He's won everything. And he probably felt the weight of that for the last 12 or 13, however many months since the, the All-Ireland final. But Jesus, he was... He, it was he, he kind of doesn't ever... He doesn't care who he marks, right? So you kind of got the feeling Colin Fenley walked in and Dahi Burke and kind of said straight away to himself, I'm not stronger than Dahi Burke, so I have no chance here. And he wasn't in the game at all. And then I said it to you as well, like there was a, a massive catch where Dahi Burke caught it over TJ Reid's head. How many times have we ever seen that in the past 10 years? I, I'd argue if we've ever seen it. But a left-hander marking a left-hander always has a chance, whereas a right-hander marking TJ Reid is no hope because he's just getting the perfect angle to catch the high ball. But then Richie Hogan came on, the three balls, he like backed off, backed off, left the full back there and he had the square, made the run forward, gave himself three or four yards of space and kind of got his two points, or got, and the one of them should have been a goal. But then before that, the piece of magic for the goal, he just kept his eye on the ball. The level, like when they, when they did the slow-mo on RTE, it was amazing because the goalie comes out and closes his eyes, right? There was a few people saying he was cowering away from it and they probably wouldn't be wrong. The other backs were kind of looking at where the man was, but Richie Hogan's eyes were solid on the ball all the way through, pushes it through the goalie, the goalie loses sight of the ball, but minute he sees the ball again, has his eyes fixated on it, the one touch and the, the, the over-the-shoulder the over the tennis stroke into the back of the net was... It was one of the one of the great goals, to be fair. Oh, he'll be up there for goal of the year. But I think even just before that, though, Giggles, he actually broke that ball down for himself. Oh, so yeah, a high ball true, came yeah. in, he put the hurl up, broke the ball down, and then did the flick. So, like... Yeah. It was the complete, complete movement from uh, created the chance himself, and it was it turned the game. I'd say, but interestingly, Kilkenny got obviously the next goal straight away to, from basically the next puck out. Kilkenny went up by a point, but Galway rallied really well and kind of steadied the ship. They got three points in a row and went two points back up. So it kind of looked at you know they kind of had survived the shockwave of Kilkenny getting those two goals in a minute, but then they just kind of they flaunt you know they kind of flounder from there. Yeah, I think I th- uh, like sorry, also sorry, I, I, like yeah I'm I'm surprised like you know. I don't know. Well, I'm surprised, especially you, Liam, that you didn't, you know, see this coming. Like, I mean, Kilkenny in these tight situations, you know, where how many times have we seen it before? Like, and then their tallies men, like uh, Colin Finley up in the full far line, wasn't performing. You know, they hung in there, as you said, they hung in there a freeze. You know, how many times Kilkenny done that before? They did last year against Cork. They weren't on top at all in the first half, hung in a freeze and probably blew them away in the second half. But this was a different game. But also the fact that Parig Mannion was taken out of the sweeper role was a bit of a, a faux pas by, um, by the Galway management, I think. That was a big factor as well. And obviously the brilliance of, of, um, of Richie when he came on as well. So, yeah, I just, I, I just I wasn't surprised with it at all, to be honest. It just... just 
Kilkenny just love doing this and they're, and they're so good yeah. at doing I, I think like. the counter to it though is what we saw up until 55 minutes was kind of how I thought it was going to go where Kilkenny were struggling they were under pressure and it was something completely different that changed it for them with Richie Hogan like he he just started making runs that other players weren't running Park Mannion moving was a huge thing and then the game was just turned in its head mm. yeah. but Kilkenny weren't getting any traction in the half forward line they were getting cleaned out in the full forward line bar Cody so you know I thought Kilkenny were going to fall short by a couple of points and they ended up on the on the far side by a couple of points which don't get me wrong I was delighted but I think you know Kilkenny themselves I say shocked themselves a little bit they always have huge belief and I think Henry said in the Sunday game after like the the team, the sum of the, of the parts gets more than what what's actually in that yeah. team, you know. Yeah. I think I think Sean hit the nail in the head there, right? If if Parvig Manion stays a sweeper, those two goals don't go in because he was unbelievable yeah, in the sweeper role. Like, I know players are marking TJRE, but Manion came out with so many balls, and God knows why. Like, and actually, they didn't touch on it in the analysis in the Sunday game at all. Like, why was he moved out of the sweeper position? I know he went down with an injury there to his shoulder at one stage. And you were wondering, was he going to continue? That was just before the two goals went in. Maybe that was something to do with it. But I think you can highlight the difference in the... Maybe, like, I said to you, Kilkenny looked from the start like they wanted it way more. Whereas Ethan Galway and Joe Canning, who is probably their best player, still look casual. And you can look at the differentiation between TJ's goal, went in, no mistake, no lackadaisical, no, 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 what's the word... He wasn't waiting for it. Drilled it into the top corner. Jason Flynn yeah, put the yeah. burners on. Bur- burnt Hugh Lawler. Burnt a great game, right? It, yeah. And gave a little of the softest bloody touch. Jesus Christ. On the near side. Hit that hit that all Murphy. And like. another, another thing about Kikini is playing tight games as well. And, and you can take this as a criticism or, or whatever. But I think it's a, it, I think it's a, it's a, it's a praise more than anything. Is the cynicism of their backs. You know, the Niall Burke incident as well, especially, like, epitomises that. Like, you know, Kilkenny backs just know when to foul at the right time. They know when to drag a player down. You know, they're just they so good at doing that. That's why they keep the game so tight, I think. Yeah, they, look, Hugh, Hugh Lawler did the, did the perfect thing. It was actually funny, he didn't get yellow carded. And I suppose, at the letter of the law with hurling, you pull a man's hurley, it's not yellow card defence, it's a foul. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, he got booked later for persistent Persist fouling, which yeah. was, in fairness to the ref, he did everything by the book. Um... I, I don't think we want to start talking about black cards and hurling or anything like that. It has happened in a couple of games, but it's. it's well, so is on about sin binning rather than black cards. He said the black card isn't isn't too severe enough, and he said that the um, um, he doesn't want to call it that. I think I think the yellow card is not is not giving any punishment, and 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 a red card is too much of a punishment. If Don Log takes his own advice now, the sin bin is the last remnants of the British Empire that we're bringing in from rugby. <laughs> and he can go shove it up his hole. No, <laughs> we we don't want the black card in Ireland. To be honest, look, I'm a forward, and, and forwards obviously get fouled more than backs. You right? That's like just it. The, that's you, you, you don't no no you you, just, you don't like getting fouled, but at the same time you don't want to be bringing in black cards. I think it'll ruin games. You see what happened to the All Ireland final last year when Richie Hogan went off, and that was for a half. That's only 35 minutes. You go off for 10 minutes. It's, a, it's a sim, 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 still a big impact. Like he didn't have his eye on the ball that time. He didn't. No, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we won't go back to that one. But um, uh, yeah, look, I think also though, I think the, the changes that Kenny made in midfield as well. Obviously, we saw Conor Brown come he in. Great game. Yeah, he, he, was he, good, yeah. he had an excellent second half. Probably, in, I, t- I thought an ordinary first half, and then even uh, the half back line of Park Walsh, Buckley. They just looked a lot more. Solid, I think, and they, like, everyone kind of knew the role. And Tommy Walsh, young Tommy Walsh from Tullerone as well, had an excellent game, which I was great to see him come back in. I thought he was very hard done by last year. So, and look, they come away from that game with Walter not hurling well, Colin Fenley not hurling well, 
like that's what you kind of want. You mm. kind of want to win those games. And TJ, let's be honest, he, play, he scored one one in the last five or six. Two touches. Two ball, touches yeah. the ball. That's all he did. Now one one is still a great that's return. Makes him great too. Like isn't no, it, it does. But what, there's more to get out of him as well. So I kind of think. You, th- you, but you'd be worried, Liam, from a Kenny perspective. I would, in particular, with Colin Fenley, maybe not TJ, but that they've been on the road, and we said it last week. They've been on the road for a long time. Like three years in a row, basically, with the club into the season, and I know they got a break through the the pandemic COVID, break, yeah. but I, I reckon like the hunger's going to go at some stage with them two boys, or you know the want, and, and maybe we started seeing the start of it at the weekend. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I think you're, you're jumping the gun a bit on that one. Okay, I think. I think the hunger is there. I think just Colin Finley got out hurled at the weekend. He's playing the best fullback in the country, Dye Burke. True, let's be honest story, about yeah, yeah. it. And he Dye Burke got the better of him, and. Simple as that. Colin Fenley doesn't have 70 minutes in him anyway. He didn't play 70 minutes in any match last year or this yeah. year. He's probably only a 50, 55 minute man. And he was absolutely wrecked going off and he just got, he just got he cleaned just out. He had a bad day at the office. He had a bad day at the office. And what will catch up on them will be their bodies. It won't be the want. And at the moment, I think their bodies are still, in, still intact, but they do have a lot of miles in the legs. But yeah, they march on anyway to uh, an Ireland semi-final in two weeks' time, which is on Saturday at six o'clock Irish time, Saturday week in Crow Park, five o'clock in the morning, Aussie time. So... We'll be looking forward to see who comes out the far side of the quarterfinals, which we touch on in, in an upcoming segment. But obviously, Giggles Zen for you. What for Limerick? I watched it on the Monday morning without knowing the results. Mm. And I have to say, what a brilliant performance from Waterford. And I, I think Waterford matched Limerick physicality, the them for intensity, determination. And what they were short on was just probably the quality of three or four players. I said that to you on the phone during the week. I think they were they were excellent and you could come out with it. It's not like kind of a, you know, their heads held high and, you know, it's a good loss. They actually just heard very well and just probably just faded a little bit towards the end. Yeah, I think I think they definitely built on the Cork performance. Um, I think every Waterford supporter now is on a high because, right, you've got a really solid performance there and there was no capitulation like there might have been in Munster finals against Tipperary in the past if a score if they went two or three points down they got a point up point and up they had a chance to go two points up with 14 minutes to yeah, go yeah. yeah and you would have felt like they had to take all their chances then in the last 14 minutes and they didn't and I think they only scored maybe one or two points in that last 15 minutes and look I think it comes down to and I'm hating it but like Jake Dillon Fagan for me and, and like Kieran Bennett is a back right he plays midfield for Bally Saggart and then he's thrown up in the forwards here for the inter-county team like so do, do, those three boys with an Aussie here with no top on lads he's, he's doing the pull-ups <laughs> I think he's sleeping around here as well <laughs> he's after coming over nine but going back to it I, I, I think if you had Parik Mahoney in there instead of one of them boys, and I think everybody forgets about Shane Bennett. Shane Bennett isn't a phenomenal forward, but he opted out of the panel himself this year. You'd actually have the, the level of quality, and I think in fairness to Liam Cahill, he's after coming in, he set his stamp out. I don't agree with the Morris decision, but you can kind of see where he's coming from now. He's got his own team. It's very young. It's building for the future. I thought Jack Pendergast was absolutely phenomenal. I think he looks like a kind of a small version of Keen Lynch when Keen Lynch came onto the inter-county scene first left-handed mad to go at the players really you know takes, no takes the back on yeah so I think we have a lot of positives to take out of it I think Dizzy started amazing Jesus when I saw him putting the ball over Sean Finn's head turning yeah, back in it and putting yeah. over the bar in the first Jeez. minute I thought I thought I kind of had in my head he's either going to go to town here now or he won't touch the ball again for the rest of the match. And unfortunately for him, it was the latter. He actually didn't touch the ball yeah. for any. He probably poked the bear that he shouldn't be poking in. Probably one of the best cornerbacks in the country. But I think it just goes to show Limerick steel as well. Like 
Willow Dunhu in the middle of the field and Key Lynch in the midfield were phenomenal. They were awesome. Um, Kyle Hayes has really settled into wing back as well. Did. And the reason why Waterford didn't score anything in the last 15 minutes was because the Limerick half back line was just like they were like a wall, literally mm. puck out after puck out. And like Austin Gleason, right? Everyone will give out about him or don't. He, he's a, he's still a great player and he's still good in the air, but he couldn't get near the puck outs because Dermot Burns, Hannon, and Kyle Hayes were coming at it with such ferocity. They were just. Br- Bursting onto it and, and launching Limerick to victory, and then you, you bring on Seamus Flanagan, you bring on Dempsey. Yeah. Well, so Flanagan comes on and scores next the point. Like, yeah. There's your there's your difference, like, and, and like and obviously the difference was on the scoreboard, but like you have a difference there in the bench and in who they can call upon and, and who Warford could call upon, and like there's a lot to like about this Warford team after that Munster final. There's a lot to like about Liam Cal as a manager. Yeah. I mean, he's won in All Ireland with. Um, the tip miners and two, I think two with the under ones as well. Like, so he's got a lot, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of credibility going in, you know, as Waterford. I think he's shown it there now in the last two games. I mean, the performance they put in against Limerick. I mean, some people might say that Limerick, you know, always had it in the tank, you know, to push on. Like, but still, it's a monster final at the end of the day. Um, there was a performance there to be taken out of it. Like everyone expected, I thought they would like give Waterford, you know, ten points and they'd still lose. Like, so that was a phenomenal performance. Very workmanlike around the middle. They competed, you know, where 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 Limerick are at their strongest. Um, and and like Waterford backs are really good. Like like Ty De Burke has to be. I would say he is the best centre back in the game at the moment. He is, like. yeah. yep. He's no he's he's very very good. They need more out Aston Walsh. Like Aston Gleeson. 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 Yeah, like he's yeah. As you said, like I know he's up against the top you know half back line oh. in the country as well. Like but they like if Waterford want to win, like you know they have to get more out of him. Yeah. Like I, I think there's the Austin Gleeson thing just has to be parked. To be honest, I think it's like. Austin Gleeson is going to give what he's going to give. I don't think he's going to be, from what we've seen, a consistent performer like lead the line like a TJ or... There was one know, time I saw him, he took he a line ball, right? And and he, he went long in, and, I don't know, did it go wide or whatever? And then he ran over to the other side of the field to take another line ball yeah. and someone took a chart and he took a chart and he went to go for the return and then he didn't get the return he just, and I just seen him in the background just walking away like, that, and that's the rest of the war for yeah. fa- forwards were, were funneling back like, and that's like, when Liam Cash took him off after that but do you know what I, I was thinking and Jackie Tyrrell actually had a good article, I read the, article the, the, yeah. the pressure but you go back through the top six forwards that are in the country at the moment right you've got TJ was about to quit Kilkenny in 2012 Correct. Joe Canning had the best three seasons of all time in his first three seasons and then he was given mm-hmm. out to about for about four or five years in a row that he was overweight he wasn't playing for Galway uh, Seamus Callanan started in 2008, didn't make his place back in the team again until 2014. Went on to win three Hurler of the Year nominations. There was another lad I had in my head there as well who kind of went along the same scale. But Hard I went through that kind of Tony, to- well. Tony Kelly went through it, who was yeah. the other player. Young Hurler of the Year, 2013, went missing for two or three years. And, and Austin has gone missing for the last two years probably. He's starting to build his work rate up, right? He's got three points against Carr, three points against uh, Limerick. Limerick yeah. Not playing at 6 out of 10 to what he's capable of yeah, right? Yeah. but you, you do I think you're right Liam you have to park it he's part of the Waterford team now and Liam Cal has made that very clear that there's no special treatment for anyone and in two championship games in a row despite the fact that he's got three points from playing both of them he's been whipped off and probably rightly so because he's tired and yeah. I don't think it's a sentiment d- decision I don't think it's a I'm going to give Austin Gleeson a kick in the arse decision I think it's Mikey Beaven Stephen Frampton and Liam Cahill looking on and saying you still need he's him, bollocks yeah. get him off yeah. get a fair pair of fresh legs in and they have Pat Curran and Mikey Carney and these lads who are two like the reason I think he's picking Philip Bennett and Fagan in the half forwards is because they're big and they're ball winners 
whereas Mikey Carney and Pat Curran are like your nippy forwards and they have a lot of them they're like the Daisy Hutchinson you can't pick six of them otherwise yeah. you're, you're, you're at nothing that's what Cork do but um, it's 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 a really positive statement from Waterford in the first two games. Now we'll be doing previews later on, and I think everyone, the the kind of naive Waterford supporter will be delighted we got clear. I think that's a fifty fifty game, but we'll get into that later yeah, on. Yeah. Well, look, look, Limerick march on. All Ireland's semi final. I think. Look, let's be honest. They are the team to beat. Still, they're the form team. They're in Ireland semi final, and depending obviously how the draw goes and how the quarterfinals go, you know, it could be a it could be a Limerick and Galway. Semi-final, which could be an excellent semi-final, but we can touch on that. This, this is the interesting one about the draw, right? So in years gone by when there was a qualifier system, the beaten provincial finalists are crossover, right? They can't go, and, and yeah. it's a fixed draw. Whereas John Horne said if Clare and Tip win, there's an open draw for the semi-finals. It's not actually fixed, whereas I would have imagined... Kick any Limerick on one side. That, oh no, no, you can't kick any in Limerick, yeah. can't yeah. But yeah, they've got... But like, Watford then, because they're losing Munsters, whether they win or lose, the winners of that game go on to play Kilkenny which I think is 90% going to happen. But there is one scenario that John Horne mentioned, I don't know why that is, that there would be an open draw if Clare and Tip win. Okay, interesting. But anyway, I think the way the 90% chance is that you've got Limerick, Tip and Galway on one side, who you'd argue are the top three teams in the country. And then you've got Kilkenny, who have, they never go away, right? And then you've got Waterford and Clare, who would have been a surprise package to get to the quarterfinal even. So it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's very interestingly set up. But yeah. I think Liam, we probably talked about Waterford there. Limerick are a serious beast, and I think they've got power and skill and finishing and a bench, and, and a they've bench. got a bench. The bench is the big thing for me. All their bench come in and deliver. Yeah. They've, they've got they've they've yeah. they've got a lot. Yeah, yeah, they're the team. They're definitely the team to beat. But look, we'll keep a close eye on them and look and forward. Dan to Morrissey like is is hasn't missed a beat of fullback either, hasn't no, he? They haven't conceded against Waterford a goal. They haven't. They conceded one goal against Clare, a poxy one. I don't know. Did they get a goal? Or did two goals against Tip? Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they are. They're, they're not leaking goals, but they're yeah. not shut shut up shop as well. Watford have conceded one goal, which is that last minute free to Patrick Horgan. Yeah. And you can see that they have a system, obviously, that stops that goals. A desperate yeah. one. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's drive on. We have got Giggles Connor coming up next. New music for there, Giggles. Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> Giggles Connor, what have you got for us? Well, that's my new jingle, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we're going to. I think there's only three and a half weeks left till we know who wins the Lee McCarthy, which is mad, isn't it? That is mad, yeah, jeez. But anyway, what I'm going to do for the next three weeks is just do my 10 to 1, who I think will win Hurler of the Year, and the odds on them, and given the Irish style bo- odds here. Um, and what I'm doing on this is the current form of the player versus where I think their team will end up and what the chances of them winning harder of the year are. Okay. Right, so at, at number 10 at the moment, I'm going for Ronan Maher, 15-1. to 1. I think he's been Tip's outstanding performer so far. Um, he got cleaned in the first game by England. He did, yeah. But he's still their best player, <laughs> which right, is mad. Okay, team. interesting. I'd say we're only at a 10 yet. We're only a 10. At number 9, but also 15-1, to 1, I've got Hugh Lawler from Kilkenny. I think he's probably been their most consistent performer in the backs. I know we're, we're long Jeez, odds, right? Generous here, guys. Anyway, we're probably being generous. <laughs> at ten to one, then at number eight, I've got Sean Finn from Limerick. Definitely the, the best cornerback. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Definitely the best cornerback in the country. Uh, series operator, like he's poor old Dizzy learned a lesson. I think don't do that, to Sean don't Finn. Don't, in the yeah, first don't flick a ball <laughs> over lads head in the county. Yeah, um, that's it. Seven and six are joint. They're both Galway lads. Both at six to one. I've Joe Canning and Connor Whelan. 
I think Canning was their best guy, was best player the last day, and Conor Whelan was their best player the first day, and he did all right again yesterday. At five, I've got TJ at five to one. I think he's had two fairly solid games. He scored heavily, and he's got an Ireland semi final and maybe a final to go, so he's up at five. And then I think the top four, the kind of standout performers for me of the championship so far. At four, three to one is Tyg de Burke from Waterford. I think he's been colossus for the last two two yeah, games. Yeah. For 160 minutes of hurling, he's just been unbelievable. Um, joint in second and third at even money are both Garrod Hegarty and Keen Lynch. I think Keen Lynch got man in the match against Waterford. Yeah. Garrod Hegarty got the previous two man in the matches. The two boys will go on. They'll they'll play in the semi. And then at six to one on at the moment, like. The man can do no wrong. Tony Kelly, he is phenomenal. Yeah, like yeah. He scored 145, 17 points, 13 points, and 115. And like the scores that he got at the weekend were just yeah. absolutely ridiculous. And he, he's just, he's, he, 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 he does it a lot for his slope. He's done it a lot for Clare in the past. He's a machine, and he, Clare seemed to have found the right role for him this year, like under Brian Lohan, that he's starts wherever he wants. He, He's doing what Watford were trying to get Austin Gleeson to do for the last year, play the roaming role and be effective. But he's been very effective doing it. Like, And we'll, we'll get on to previews in a while now, but if you take Tony Kelly out of the clear team, they're in trouble. Yeah. I don't think there's any argument with your number one pick at the moment against Tony Kelly. Like he's, he is odds-on to get yeah. that, that at the moment. And if, if he gets... If he plays a quarter final and it scores again and doesn't feature in a semi final or final, I still reckon he could be odds on. He could he could still get, which would be amazing for a player to get not featuring in a semi final or final. I don't know if that happened. Yeah, well, D- Dan, Dan, Tony Brown, and Austin, I know the three of them have won it playing in semi final. Semi final, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I don't think Patrick Horgan would have been the closest. Then I think last year he was nominated. Yeah, and he played the quarter. He didn't play the semi. But then last year was the round robin with Munster. He played a lot, lot more games. games. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. Am I missing anyone there? Like? Uh, just I'm just trying to think. There, yeah, Willow Dunne, who maybe from Limerick. Willow Dunne, Galan, surely. Willow Dunne and Galan. I'll mark them um, for next Mark week. Mark Cole and I say. Nah, he hasn't no, he's been better than Hugh Lawler and, and he does, but Maher the, the, put together. The, odds, the odds are 150 to 1 there now because he's no hope of playing another no, game I know, I know uh, that yeah, but up to now I would say I he know, would be definitely yeah. in there okay. Willow Dunhu and who did Galan are probably two just put Mark Coleman down to keep Shawnee happy there yeah. he's just put someone in he'll be gone next week isn't he yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah Willow Dunhu is definitely a shout Willow Dunhu yeah. would be with a shout he would yeah. I didn't want to go all Limerick but what about what a I would probably give it a token Tipperary vote there to be honest to Ronan Maher, Maher doesn't sure. deserve it no I don't think anyone I don't think any tip has lit it up so far to be honest <laughs> Johnny Cohen Johnny Cohen nah he two points early and he went missing anyway lads yeah. we, we'll have another go round yeah. of it next week yeah alright okay well we'll come up let's have Shawnee's keen to get stuck into uh, into Cork and where it all went yeah. wrong yet again Jeez, do we have to they nearly lost Derek McGrath Jeez. very early doors they nearly lost him and basically Tom Clear hasn't a fucking Scooby-Doo and like unfortunately though Peter O'Neill the two of them they're sales reps they're not like I, I think Derek Ken I, I, I personally you may have gathered I'm not a fan, a fan of David Gibson on a personal level but what he has done got a great tweet in there last week um, obviously you know we've been getting you guys meant to give me some you know jingles so I could make the new you know the new uh, the new jingles however I got a tweet in from Tommy O'Neill saying uh, what did he say do, do, do. oh sorry I was taking a bit of time here to get this keep going there Shani. 
Oh, Tommy, that's the new jingle sorted out for a couple of years, lads, thanks to Eddie. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, you can literally go through that whole seven minutes of Eddie Red talking. That's some brilliant ones. Uh, also, we did get actually a lot of people um, interacting on that tweet around Eddie Brennan. We had John Hayes actually, he wrote an article about the whole sag underneath and saying hopefully that we see Eddie Brennan back involved. All he's done good for Leash and call it Leash's Leash Yes Saipan moment. So, yeah, the poor people at Leash have been through a lot. We have a bit of insight there as well, Sean. He has a kind of. And, a and there's a county, there's a county board meeting next week with Eddie. I think, isn't it? Oh, jeez, that that'd be fun. I, I, I think. <laughs> look, I think, I think Leash County Board would be absolutely stupid if they were to fire him because they'll just bring more bad press onto them. You know, they tell, they tell Eddie he's got the full back and forget about the interview. We all talk about each other negatively behind our back and move on. Speak, speak for yourself, Giggs. The whole problem goes away. We don't talk <laughs> about badly about you now, Lee. You, you brought us to the promised land last year, winning the seventh. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, let's let's kick it off, Shawnee. Tipping Cork. It was one, I, I like I thought you know, Cork could turn tip over. I was kind of hoping Cork would win, to be honest. It would be just great to get a tip early on. They're still hanging in there. Um, what, what positives can you draw from that performance? Oh, Liam, look, I... W- <laughs> I was trying to think of positive and I could think of a few but I don't think it's going to serve me well or Cork Hurling well to even bringing positives out of that. I was thinking back back to 2018 when they just narrowly missed out to Limerick after extra time you know and potentially in All-Ireland that year and I was thinking you know 2019 could be the year to push on you know with that team that they done so well and they just flopped in 2019 and then you have this performance again in t- 2020 where it's just the same old story again. Like, game's there for the taking. I think we, you spoke about a crisis in car hurling there a couple of di- a couple of weeks ago and on the podcast. I still don't think there is, but anyway, I think it's the fact Do that... Do you not think there is really, honestly? No, I don't, Liam. I well, think wh- why not, though? Will you let me talk and I'll tell you. <laughs> so I think what we're not doing is we're not putting the right players out on the field that can actually deliver results for us. As Giggles alluded to a while ago as well, he said, if you have 50, you know, six Desi Hutchinsons in the forward line, you're not going to get anywhere. We don't have the physicality up there. We don't have the workhorses that we need. You look at the likes of Kilkenny, they're not all Richie Hogan's. Like, they're not all TJ Rees. They're not all Colin Finley's. Like, we don't have that mix and blend. We have this tradition, you know, that, you know, we're, we're car curling, you know, we can grow hurlers overnight and all this kind of stuff. Bullshit. You know, you can spring it from anywhere. I know, that's what I'm saying, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, it's, we're picking too nice a hurler, I think, who, who know how to play the game. And but are, they out there, are those other hurlers out there, though? I think they are. I think, look, if you look at it, right, the county champions this year were Blackrock. Not one person from Blackrock on the team. Tipperary, on the other hand, Killadangan lads were actually one of the reasons why Tipperary turned that game around. They were in big trouble. Carcadim on, on the rack for a lot of that game, and 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 it was Willie Connors and fellas like that who were, who had great form this year. Yeah, Paul and Flynn, yeah, Alan Flynn, all Killadangan fellas who were three who new lads from the other Ireland who, team who are on a high. You know, they've got that. You know, they got that uh, momentum going for the county final. We had no one from Black Rock there. There's at least three players from Black Rock who have that actual physicality there. You know, they've come from a county championship season where they're used to winning, you know. I just think, and I know it's a big step up the co- into county, but they weren't even given a chance. No. Like, we didn't yeah. see anyone all year. That's what I don't get is, of all the years, and I think, in fairness to Cody this year, the county team this year was picked on the club championship form. Yeah. And the panel was too. 
like you know we we unfortunately had some lads even from our club like you know Bill Sheen probably didn't have his best year for Dixborough he's in the 26 at the moment yeah. for Kenny mm. but the whole, you know, the whole full back line for Cork right none of them playing the full back line for their clubs yeah the whole yeah. full back line what, what I reckon in Cork and I think to be fair to like let's say Liam Cal external manager coming in uh, I think Cork actually for the first time in their history need to go outside and get a new uh, yeah. get some new no, ideas we're just waiting for yeah. Don Logue to come up and take over but but even Don Logue like Don Logue is a crack there with Clare and he got nowhere and like you've the likes of Mark Landers Jor Cunningham Landers do you know you've all these fellas in and around them and you're like they've all got this do you know notion about Corkness right yeah and and it's 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 nearly laughable at this stage like Limerick had no notions and 10 years ago they got a bit of funding from JP and they went and invested in academies all these players were seen coming through they won two minors three and three ones and now they're seeing the fruits of it like they know where to invest the money whereas like Jamie Harnady Patrick Horgan like put Patrick Horgan Jamie Harnady let's say Kingston Rob, Robbie O'Flynn was very yeah, good Conor Lehan I, I, I put it but like these guys are good but they're the same crowd that didn't get over the line three or four times now in a yeah. row like so and they were they were always in the position to do it so well it's they, the likes it's the likes of the guys like Conor Lehan they have to they have to get dropped off the panel not off the team but off the panel he was he was a sub that they used the last day that probably Cost hindered us game. hindered us more than actually helped us um, and, and you're just sick of trying these guys all the time I mean as I said, you didn't have anyone from those. You know, you didn't have anyone from the only one team really in the last no. couple of years. I, I think got it's, it's, it's reputation picks the Cork yeah. team instead yeah. of farm at the moment by the looks of it, which is probably where 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 you are, where you are. But I, I think you probably don't have like the players to come in either. But someone needs to get a chance somewhere. I I, I would strongly advocate an external manager. But and the one thing I give Kieran Kingston is I think Kieran Kingston was building up nicely. John Myler kind of got the pot. Look, I think John Myler is a solid, useless manager. He right? did but better than Kingston. But he, he got the he got the lucky draw in 2018, and that he inherited the momentum, and he got him to the semi final, and they probably should have won that, and then they flopped the following year. So I think, I, I think Kingston is all right. I think Damien Sullivan. I'm not sure is he a good well, to have in around. Uh, I think, you, like you said, the, the, like they flopped in bo- under both managers. So like, like yeah, true, you true, know, yeah. you know what I mean. It's it's as you said, it's the players and the pitch who've been given that opportunity, been in that uh, uh, like been in that point in time where to take the game on and win it and take it by the scruff of the neck and power on, and they haven't done it. It's it's a mental thing as much as anything, and like not having players from you know more physical players from the likes of the county champions or or anyone like that that got near us. It's just it's it's killing us. Like, and I, I just. The, just the right personnel is not on the field. But as well, Sean, I think, you know, like, saying, I'm not trying to, like, twist the knife, but saying Cork is not hard, is not in a crisis, is, like, they're not in the final six this year. Like, to think Cork, traditionally, you know, are top three hurling county, you know, I'm, like, you know, yeah. and it hasn't been for a while, mm. but, like, that is a sad state of affairs for hurling in general. Like, you know, you want Cork hurling being strong, like, even as a Kilkenny person, and seeing them down where they are at the moment, you like it's yeah, but I would categorize a crisis like like something like Offaly or something at the moment. Like I wouldn't yeah, categorize but, but, it but, but look at the amount of you know, like let's say look at the amount of clubs in Cork. Look at the amount of hurlers in Cork. The amount yeah. of team, like, and you know there's there's an abundance of people playing hurling in Cork. It's not like Offaly, which is a very small county, very small hurling. Not how many like a handful of hurling clubs. I it's it's a, I think it is a crisis. What needs to happen? It's a root and branch review, and this niceness, like you said, and picking the same type of player needs to stop. But also, it's the style of play too. Like you, you look at Waterford and what Liam Carr brought to them in, in this those two games we've yeah. seen. It's just this togetherness. 
I know it's, it's honestly it's this, yeah. it's this cliche stuff of Brian Cody but spirit hard work and determination right this time of year will get you most places you might lose out on a bit of quality at the end but Cork don't have that you know I, and I, you saw as well the marching for the goal Colin Spilanek there's no, oh, there's no, like, that, yeah. there's no one else in any fullback. Like we just leave a lad walk in like I that. Know, come on, Wallace did the exact same thing for the Dublin lad. Let him right in on the end line. You know, so but no, it came through the middle. Wallace. Yeah, but Jason, got, what happened? Jason Ford got the goal that went past Spillane. For, what's his name? Off the left hand side, the corner forward from Nina Arrow. Kyo. No, not Kyo. The lad who got scored the goal. Oh, he Jake Morris. Jake, Jake Morris. Morris yeah. yeah. He came onto a perfectly timed breaking ball. Now, that, did like, the same I, I, I think. Look. Colin Spillane plays centre forward for his club and he's playing full back for Cork I mean yeah. Jesus like you know I just I don't, I don't think you can switch it on like that no. especially going from shove hurling back to full back for the county like but, I but mean this, this is it as well in fairness like to, to, to give Cork some sort of reprieve then on the flop side on the flip side because they do have very good hurlers they're missing a three and a six right that's yeah. we've said that for four years they have had their county final just finish up probably a week before everyone else got back training or before the thing started so they haven't had as much time as let's say the Walfords Wexfords Kilkenny's whoever to train together they, they just didn't look organised for oh. the whole for the whole thing like they looked alright against an, what we know now now oh, look, an average uh, Dublin team they, they were I look to be fair like they had I in terms of like putting in a performance they did to a point but Sorry, it's just that's it's what just I was going to say you know I mean? 56 they, they minutes learned, Cork were the better they learned team from, they learned from the Walford game they put in performance against Dublin took care of them you know, pushed all our champions all the way. Should have beaten, didn't, and that's the problem. I think Nash needs to go. Um, he was he should he's beaten very easily for that goal. Didn't give away a puck out straight after that. Another point gave away another puck out straight away after that. And, and he man hit wide. He has so a serious pain of himself. Yeah. As well, 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 I remember I said that to you the other day. It was the Dublin game. It was trick water time. I want to say something there. Nash was in the middle and he was like Kingston was standing to the side of him and Nash was doing all the talking and I'm like yeah. that just I don't care whatever is going on behind the, the scenes but it just did not look great at all like. oh. it was funny though when, when, you, when you look back at when Don Logue did his Achilles tendon right and he was and Anthony Nash came into the, the squad for the first time Jimmy Barry Murphy interestingly dropped Don Logue off the panel I don't know do you remember yeah, that yeah, and it was yeah, a big hull of blue at the time the but it, it, it was all about Knowing who the boss was in the man, yeah. as in in the manager, and maybe it's a similar situation here. I think Anthony Nash looks like he's carrying a few pounds as well, like for you know, compared to what he was like when he was yeah. lean and up taking the penalties, and he's obviously getting a bit cocky. But look, I think it, it's not all bad for Cork. I think they just they do need to find some players um, that have a bit of like of a Bonner Maher, and they need to find a three and a six, and maybe put Patrick Collins in goal. Um, but to be fair, Tipper the All Ireland champions. They they only won because of a Jake Morris goal. Like to be honest, at the end of it, it, w- it was looking very much like it was going to extra time. Yeah. Tip don't like we've talked all about Cork there. Tip Willie looked Connors like tip tip looked like a, a heavyweight champion now on the ropes. They're as hanging well, on. Tip are hanging on. They're hanging on. Yeah. They're, they're, and I I will touch on it now. I think they're going to lose at the weekend. I think God are going to beat them. And I the two I the, like the two lads in Lockmore Castellani look tired. Like they look. Two McGraths. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Two McGraths. They looked. Like, they've had a very hard club season, like, you know, getting the ball county finals, losing them, you know, and about momentum, like, Jesus, it's going to be hard for them, like, you know. 
I think oh, that I think they look like a head, uh, you're right that's a good um, summation of them that they're they look like a heavy, heavyweight boxer kind of punch drunk at the moment don't they yeah I, 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 I think this weekend will be too much for them I, I think I think having gone through now this so week after week they look they look heavy legged no matter what that court game they were pushed to the edge yeah. they've played in tough conditions tough wind and rain it doesn't suit them really they came out on top in that game I think Gala will be discussed with what happened against Kilkenny given yeah. that they put in a serious performance for 56 minutes and we're talking about all these different quarters in the fourth quarter and third quarter all this I think Galway will just have too much for them at the weekend given that I don't think Tip will have have it in, in him to to push up again yeah. when, when Galway get on top of him I don't think they will I think I think it, it looks like Sheedy is driving them to the very limit yeah. Yeah. and they're at max 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 <laughs> and the needle is about to break the bloody speedometer <laughs> and they're about to explode and I think Sheedy on the line let's go in fairness to him he's a great motivator but like you've <laughs> got you've got you've got, Ca- you've got Canning you've got Whelan you've Mannion these guys are going to be hurting you've got Concanon if they start running oh. at Parik Maher who's Jason slightly Ford injured coming on. Or um, what's his name? Jason Flynn. Jason Flynn. David you're you're on. Fly, on fire with the name. Yeah. Awesome <laughs> 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 ball story. No, good no. <laughs> the, o- the only thing is, the only thing is, right? The game is on in the Gaelic grounds in Limerick, I think which that, is yeah. going to be a heavy pitch. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. a tight pitch. It's a pitch. I think Tip have played two of their games in already. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, one no, one, one. Sorry, yeah. Parky Cueve's other. So it probably will suit a tight game, and Galway forwards aren't going to get the expansiveness that they have been used to in Crow Park. So that factor may play. Uh, a point it's going to be interesting I think if the game if the weather stays decent the weather looks okay it's around 11 degrees and it's not raining too much on the app that I'm looking at anyway for the next week it should be Galway's game but I think the conditions will lead to a bit of a slugfest especially the fact that the Gaelic grounds is nearly as tight as Welsh Park it's very tight and it's very heavy so I don't see a massive De- demolition of Tipperary because I think they will fight to the end but I do think Galway will win as well yeah Johnny. I think the same yeah I, I, I reckon exactly your summation Liam about them really you know like leaving the Leinster final after them you know kicking themselves like being on top for the majority of that game giggles to your point you know those forwards if they can click into gear at all again I mean I, do, I don't yeah I think you're right they won't they won't roll over Tip very easily I think Tip will have it in them you know to fight back but I I still think they'll have four or five points to spare at the end yeah and it'd be great to see Tip gone as well and of course for you. yeah I won't lie I, like I'll be honest with you I, w- I would love to see Kenny with the Ireland but once Tip don't win it this year I don't really care like not to do the two in a row would be just fantastic especially with Sheedy back as well I mean, that would make Liam, my, did make my year did you ever hear did you ever hear him blowing out someone else's candle doesn't make your own candle burn any no, brighter I tell you if, if, when it comes to Tipperary though, not winning two in a row honestly God, it would be so good we've got a Kevin Keegan moment here Liam with the headset on I love it to be him honestly I would, obviously I'd rather Kenny get him in the semi final and Kenny beat him and then Kenny going that would be obviously the you wouldn't be able to take if Tipperary beat Kenny again at all would you Oh look, I'd be disappointed once they don't win it though, because it's just they haven't won two in a row, and that's the thing that's killing them that they haven't been able to back it up. Yeah. So I, yeah. I can't see them winning two in a row. Beating, no. they'd have to probably beat. Let's just say go on Bucky's odds at the moment. They'd have to beat Galway, Limerick, Kilkenny in that order to win in All Ireland in three weeks in a row. Or yeah, but one week break between the semi and the final. It'd be a big ask. It would be a big yeah, ask. Fingers crossed they don't do it. So obviously that's the first quarter final up. That's on the Saturday night, like we said. Then we've got. Um, Clare and Water, which is obviously, I think it's going to be a p- kind of a mouth-watering fair after. We kind of thought we'd we want to see Wexford into that one. Look, that game quickly touched on. We talked about the Tony Kelly master masterclass show he put on, but Wexford absolutely stunk the giant out in the first half. I know there was a, a ridiculous breeze in, in Port Leash that day, but still, Wexford just did not turn up. 
it was like actually watching a match out in Gaelic Park that we'd be involved in, you know. When oh when you're playing against the wind and the goalies puck out to be landing on a halfway line, the team with the wind generally attack the ball and drive the ball and you have a monsoon of scores and it, it flips. And Clare were doing that to Wexford, who so surprisingly for a team who plays the ball through the lines and is very good with control and possession and all that, they just they just didn't show up this year, whatever whatever it was about them. Maybe they're still hurting from last year. Maybe Davies burnt him out. Who who knows? He's coming back next year with them anyway. I'm shocked he's back. I was very shocked as well. But then again, he's hungry for money. You're, you're going to roll into. We, we we won't go personal here now. But we, he's that's rolling. Not into that's he's rolling into next year anyway, right? And what, whatever the motivations are, he's back with them next year. They've, they 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 haven't freshened up anything, and I think maybe the teams who freshen things up now, Tipperary, the the the. Not what's the, the anomaly last year. They had the same team basically from 2016 that won the Ireland in 2019. But he wanted to be freshening teams up, and the teams that are freshening things up, like Limerick, are constantly bringing one or two lads in. Barry Nash is in there that's new from the All Ireland team. Will O'Donoghue is in, in there that's new from the All Ireland team. David Reedy started last day. Whereas Wexford had the exact same 15, and they didn't even use any real soap. And the same recipe, same like. Same recipe. And, and they were the first first people off the traps in terms of preparation. That's it, so, yeah. I, I, I think Davy he actually misread what the, the clubs that seem to be, the teams that are doing well is where they just played, the, the club scene that was meant to be played, and, 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 and they just rolled into it. Mm. They, they, you know, he ran off the hurling earlier so he could, you know, he could get in and get him trained. They looked cooked. Like, they looked completely the, overdone. The, the other thing is, probably... 14 to 16 of those that extra panel played football for their yeah. clubs as well for four weeks which yeah. was it was it was a t- it looked like a great idea at the start and it turned out to be a disaster and yeah. and the results are there to be seen Wexford with two hammers and they're probably now down at eight in the in the in the running if not ninth yeah. in Dublin I, th- I think we I, don't, I think we're being a bit over, like overly critical as well because you know the year that's in it as well it's been Everything's been up and top of each other, and it's been a mixed, you but know, preparation. But same for everyone, though, Shani. You know oh, I, mean? I know that, yeah, like but like they, they, haven't been com- they haven't been competitive. That's the issue, though. Let's, like ju- after let's la- judge them next year, now and no, Davies last year. But this, but I think this, like last year, was meant to be Davies last year, where they got to the Ireland semi-final, they had tip on the ropes, should have beaten tip, and left it behind them, and they left with their heads held high in Crow Park. Look, they left it behind them, but they, they were a serious force for a great all year. This year they come and they absolutely stunk it out, and now Davies come back for a fifth year. Like he's probably got them to back to a place where they were. Competitive last year, they were in the top four in the country, and now they're like Giggle said, they're back out to probably eight no. in the country now. Is there no reaction the year that is? Yeah, maybe, but this is the same for everyone, you know. I think, look, yeah, Wexford, I just have a disaster of a year. They've had a worse, yeah. they've probably had the that's worst insane. year out of everyone. They've had a worse year than Cork and a worse year than Dublin, right? That, that's just yeah, a fact. Um, at least do, like Cork beat Dublin, <laughs> so at least they're ahead of Dublin. And we had a win do, Dublin, did Dublin win a game? Did they beat someone? They beat Leash they in the first game. Yeah, so they won someone. So Wexford have won no game. Leash have won no game. Leash got within a point of Clare. Uh, Wexford only got within seven. Therefore, Wexford down the bottom. That's <laughs> the way we work it. But I think it's interesting. Clare, Clare are finding something, right? So they obviously had this out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, yeah. Like they they were competitive for fifty five minutes against Limerick, right? Now they got. 10 points in the end they were con- control against Leash they let a few goals when they were down to 14 men they still have a couple like they're after finding a new role for Shane O'Donnell which is go out to centre forward get the ball and give it to Tony Kelly that's basically the role he's playing and he's doing it really well and then they've got Shanahar at the edge of the square which is he's arguably one of the best full forward target mm. men going like in the country and he's had injuries now they've lost Duggan Conlon Galvin 
Man, David McInerney will be back. He'll be a huge yeah. boost for the next day. But they, they, they're still the, eight, the t- team in 2018 that should have got to the Ireland final. You know, Brock Galway to a replay. Had a terrible year last year. The management are gone. They've Brian Lohan in. They're on a bit of a high now. And Tony Kelly is like... What's that surfer's name? Katie Slater. Surfing up the wave and the rest of them are falling Ken, behind him. Katie Slater. Katie Slater. Katie yeah. Slater. Katie Slater. <laughs> Slater. 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 And I think they're, they're, they've got huge momentum now. Like I think people probably discredited Leash again, who have a, a fairly solid team, like I, I think we all know at this stage. Leash had 15 players against 14 for the last 15 minutes. Player didn't play well. They, they really got a going against Wexford. Now, and I think if you look at it on paper, both teams at the moment are fairly even on paper, Watford and Clare. Watford probably have a better system and maybe a better manager. Clare have a, a better talisman in terms yeah, of Tony totally. Kelly. We've nobody, yeah. we've nobody like that at the moment. You could, uh, it'll be so interesting what happens. Who marks them? So I've like a couple of theories I have in my head. Callum Lyons is having a phenomenal year. He's like a greyhound running around yeah. the place. He's a left-hander as well, which Tony doesn't like marking. So he could be the perfect man to mark him. I doubt they'll take Tyke de Burke out of this position that he's playing so well in to mark him. Shane Fye's got an awful quad injury. Looked like he pulled his quad in the last few minutes and he was having a great game of cornerback. He looks like he'll be out, but Conor Gleeson has come back to, to form and he's back in he's the panel. Good, yeah. He's a serious man-marker. I, I've, I, 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 I think you need to give up, though, that Tony Kelly is going to score four or five points to play guaranteed, no matter what. So when Kula played Ballier in the All-Ireland Club final, they put a man-marker on him, like a real dog. Like probably the, His name is John Shannon, probably the one back you never hear about from Kula. And he literally ran around him for the whole game. And I think Kula actually had two markers for him. So when John Shannon got tired after 10 or 15 minutes, they brought the lad who was man-marking him and they swapped him. You know, so they had this constant fella on him. And I think you have to. Like, t- teams are doing it to TJ Reid. Wexford did it to him last yeah. year. They shut him down. If you allow, like, if you allow, and I think Davey was just maybe blinded by Tony Kelly or we're going to play our own game. And Limerick did the same thing. We're going to play our own game. And they got caught out. Uh, you're going to need to put a man marker on him if you're Liam Cal, and I think Liam Cal is the kind of ruthlessness in him that he'd be like, yeah. "This is Clare. They have a good team, but they've got one absolute star up the front. If you shut him down, so who's my best player to put on him, and he'll do it. Yeah. And and they'd have a they'd have a strategy fully aligned to do that. I've no doubt about it. And if they can do that, they'll win the game. So if what's your tip then? I still think Watford might win this by four points. I think they, they there's there's and I'm saying that with a bit of. Do you know trepidation caution just yeah trepidation just because we've had two tough years in Watford like we had, we had a great rise under Derrick and we just fell short and we had two terrible years afterwards and now we look like we're on a bit of an upward trajectory again we were having a strong league we backed it up in the championship with Cork good win against Limerick six day turnaround We'll see how that goes. That's, that's going to be tough tough on the water for lads. But seven days for clear, so it's not as much for muchness. Shawnee, uh, what are you going to tip? I'm going to tip Waterford. I think I just I like I like their workmen performance. They're not like the Waterford of the the mid 2000s, where the swashbuckling Dan Shannon and you know John Milan, his two fingers up to the <laughs> crowd and all this. There's a lot there's a lot to like about in terms of just they get the head down. I think that down that's down to Liam McCall, Liam Cal as well. I think he's a very astute manager. He plays the opposition as much as. You know he plans to play himself, um, and I think I think you're right, because I think they'll have a plan for Tony Kelly, but it's still an all Tony Kelly is going to get minimum five six points, I think, 
Um, but I'm going to go Waterford by three points. Yeah, I'm going to go for Waterford myself, I think. Ooh. Just looking at, uh, I'm most impressed again by their... Because it's like this now. Spirit, hard work and determination, I think. They just actually, own, the word steel is what I'd use about them as well. They just look a lot different than before. I think they have a um, a good solid backbone to them. They know what they're doing. It's it's not like the McGrath system either, though. You know, they have a bit of variety to how they're playing. There's no conjecture to their yeah. system, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely, honestly. No. Mr. Potato Head. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I fancy Warford for, to come through in that one. But again, I think it'll be a close game. Um, and look, if they can keep if they can keep Tony Kenny till four or five points in play, imagine saying that about someone. Yeah, if they keep the four points yeah. in play, they'll, they'll 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 win, I think. But um, and if if Waterford win, they're definitely playing Kenny's in the yeah. final. And I told, I asked Liam, I said, sure, we should watch the match together. And oh, Liam definitely. said, under no circumstance yes, when he watched the game with me. I'll, like I'll put it on um, the Instagram live feed as well every. It's been four every years score. now. It's been four years now since Kenny have beaten Waterford from the championship. Just just putting that out there, so if we can get <laughs> yeah. there. We've got the hoodoo over them now. <laughs> the hoodoo, yeah, definitely hoodoo. One in 50-something years, definitely. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, looking forward to two games this weekend. We've been so lucky that we've kind of gone back-to-back weekends and we've had good games every weekend for the last few and I guarantee we're going to get two great games this weekend. I think Tip Galway, they always produce classics. I'm expecting yeah. that to be the same. And given the shake-up of Warford there, I think we'll have an excellent game there as well. So do, do, do you know what's mad over here, though? My whole Saturday is ruined because I just want the games to come on. And you have to wait till bloody one o'clock in yeah. the morning. And it's not like yeah. if it was a Saturday at home and you're one o'clock in the day, sure, it would be perfect. You get up, have the breakfast, maybe go for do a workout, go for a walk, come back and then you've got two games in a row. Whereas yeah. It's a long here. day. It's a long, long day. day. It's a, like, we're we're planning on going for a cycle half six Saturday morning, and then yeah. to stay up until midnight to watch Galway and Tip. No, I don't. I, won't do that. I don't gonna, think it's possible. No, no. I don't think it's no. possible. We watch. I love, but it's such a great midnight. Is such an achievable time to stay up. If Watford Clare was on at midnight, I would be staying up to watch it at midnight. I'm going to get up at five o'clock in the morning on on, on Sunday morning and watch it on playback, but not knowing the score. Okay. There's kids GA training on Sunday morning, so and they can, they can train away. <laughs> if Waterford win, I'd be down with the jersey on. <laughs> and, we'd, and we'd be doing drills with the, with the kissing the crest and giving the fist pump. <laughs> oh god, yeah, win and freeze fist pumps. Um, yeah. But look, uh, yeah, look, that's it for today. We're, look, we're it's we've been so lucky to keep this going. Um, Covid in Ireland is still kind of hovering around the same place. It's not kind of going oh, away yeah. anywhere quickly, but the hurling and, and football has managed to keep going. In Melbourne, we've had, I think it's 19 days in a row of zero cases. Yep. But we've had an outbreak in Adelaide, which they've gone into, like, a full-blown lockdown now for six days, like, Wuhan-style, like, everything's closed. You're not allowed outside, only to go to the supermarket one person from your house. So, yeah, we're still living in, in, in crazy times. But, um, yeah, we're lucky to be able to watch these games, and thank, thankfully they're all still going ahead. Quickly, before we wrap up, they have flag next year. The Lee McCarthy season will kick off in April finish in July and then the club season kick on afterwards in July that's what they're looking at that's the proposal which makes perfect sense I think we'd be all delighted to see that come in and then full steam ahead for the club championship uninterrupted from kind of mid-July until September again. and, and so. you have to do the club afterwards because you know the All-Ireland club goes or the Leinster club and the Munster yeah. club and the Ireland club goes on so you couldn't well players aren't being minded then either yeah, that's yeah, the whole yeah, idea yeah, of it too yeah, they're yeah. just yes. fully back with their clubs yeah, so, yeah, yeah. which is really great to see and that's one there's not too many positives of COVID but the uh, the emphasis going back to the club game is one thing that we've definitely seen and we're, we're all definitely in favour of that. I, I so. hope it kind of brings a rise now back to the tournament games. You know, we, we've said it here, like, organise the sevens in bloody Dixborough, Lismore, Watergrass Hill, wherever. And, you know, you get that kind of good festival atmosphere. I'm sure it, it will. You won't be playing with your county players because they'll be with the county panel, but 
yeah, it'll bring a lot of positives back to the game, I think. Definitely. Next season. Definitely. So hopefully DJ Eric can do the right thing. But look, that's it for today. Look, thanks very much, Shawnee, for coming along, Stephen, and bringing your lovely dog April again. No problem. Thanks, thanks very for kind of you were grumpy at the start, but you kind of warmed up as you went through. Giggles, thanks a lot for coming along. Yeah, up to date, yeah. <laughs> up to date, yeah. And thanks very much to O'Neill's International Sports. We're at O'Neill Sports with AU on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're looking for any Christmas presents, look up Get AJ on the O'Neill's web shop. We'll put up the link in Instagram. Some lovely clothing range there for some, some stock tops. fillers. Look for the blue tops. Blue tops. They're nice. Have a good night, everyone. Take care. <laughs>